I want everyone to know what kind of pastor they really have. Okay, you're leading up to something. <laughs> I ahead. just I not that I'm I'm not bitter. But but you must be or you just, didn't mention it in just, front of everybody, the whole world. <laughs> just as we sat down to record this very podcast, Father Herb walked into my office with a beautiful vibrant orange beautifully cut triangle of pumpkin pie a very small sliver of (laughs) of pumpkin pie without the whipped cream and i said don't try to make it now you're just self-deprecating at this point i said and i said oh what a nice piece of pie where's mine and you looked at me and you thought i never even thought about you what I said was, <laughs> this is yours, and thank you for sharing it oh, with that, me. Oh, that, that's true. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Michael here with Father Herb. And I, if I... I am Pilus. He is Pieful. Is that a word? Uh, 3.14159265363. <laughs> is that true? Is that real? Yeah. Oh. That's the first 10 decimal points. I don't know it beyond that. that that's more. I know 3.14, so that's it. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, it's been a little while since we, we've recorded. We try to get some of these out in advance, so it's good to be back sitting here with you and uh, making a podcast. It's very exciting for me because we are on the 33rd Sunday of Ordinary Time. We are into the middle of November. Yeah. We have passed the the change of clocks. They have changed. They have changed. Uh, did you enjoy the extra hour of sleep? You know, this is honestly probably one of the first years I went to bed. Usually what I do is I... You stay up later. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I usually just change... When I get home from Saturday evening mass, I just change the clocks and then I just start living in the new time. Okay. In advance. I like to be ahead of the curve. Um but this time I went to bed around 11 old time, 10 new time, and I slept really well. So I felt well rested on Sunday. Well, I've st- I'm still waking up early because my body's on the other time. Yeah. I enjoy having more light in the morning. Oh, it's magnificent. But it gets dark so early. That, yeah, that is hard. <laughs> this morning, by the way, I didn't tell you. There, there, there was an eagle across the. Oh, no, no, what? but in the in the twilight of the morning, there were two deer, a male and a female, just I, I mean, really running through our backyard, and then they went right down into the river, and they were splashing in the water to go over to the island. It was that's beautiful. It was a really beautiful. The water's scene. pretty cold. Yeah, I didn't have to get in it. I was watching them. Do they night. do they wear wetsuits when it's cold? <laughs> yeah, they have scuba gear, and they yeah. just go right on down to the bedrock. All right, so here we are, getting ready for the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. We only have two Sundays left of the church year. This week and next, next week. week. <laughs> We're not skipping one. And uh, then, you know, this morning, this morning I was getting my oil changed on my car. On not, your car. Okay, I, I thought your oil. hair. Your hair. No, no, that's an oil-free product. Uh, and I was, I was working on Advent. I was sitting there at the car dealership planning Advent while they were changing my oil. But I was getting excited about all that it is to come in the holiday season. So this is... I love Advent. This year's Advent will be almost a full four weeks. Yeah, it'll be... Because Christmas is a Saturday. Sure. Which we'll talk more about that. Yeah, we'll talk about more about that. But just so you know, Advent is not four weeks long. It's four Sundays. Correct. So Did I say four weeks? No, I said that. I said... You were correcting yourself. No, I wasn't correcting. I was just explaining. (laughs) Okay. How's Uh, your pie taste, by the way? 
The pie is very is good. It good. All right, just, well, I'm going to let you do the scripture so reading today, so pie. I can finish eating pie. Uh, by the way, you you are not eating a scone today. No, right? I have I I we had lunch during our meeting earlier, so I yeah. Am, you took a little ribbing for for having scone while I was sitting here just drinking coffee. Well, you know, sometimes people people. So, know, so that's why I have pie this. Today. In my defense, I shared. I did share with you that day. Oh, that was uh, before we went online. That's true. Yeah. All right, let's get into the gospel, shall we? Okay, I am going to ask you to, it's from Mark chapter 13. How many chapters are there in Mark? 16. Very good. That means we're we're coming around. The mountain. We're coming around the mountain. Okay. Are you ready? Here's Michael. Take it away. Jesus said to his disciples, in those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the end of the earth to the end of the sky. Learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branch becomes tender and sprouts leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, know that he is near at the gates. Amen, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so you read this gospel, and sometimes when you read something out loud, yeah, it hits you in a particular way. Mm-hmm. What what stood out for you? Oh, as I was reading it, I was just thinking of, you know, that line of "Learn a lesson from the fig tree when its branch becomes tender and sprouts leaves." You know that summer is near. As I was reading that, I was thinking we are in the opposite time of that exactly right now, seasonally. That, that struck me as well. We're we're in we live in the northern hemisphere. So we're not talking about summer coming. Right. We're talking about winter coming. Right. In fact, they're saying maybe a little snow this weekend. Get they it? they are, aren't they? The the weather men and weather women. Yeah. Oh, as some of the kids used to call me. Uh, my name is Weber, of course. Yeah. They used to call me Father Weather. <laughs> I don't think they even realized. These were the little kids at St. Anthony Villa. They'd say, Father Weather. And I used to think about, okay, there's Mother Nature and Father Weather. That's cute. <laughs> That's cute. But anyway, okay, I, I was meditating on this. This is a wonderful image because it's, the, it's juxtaposed with all the other images, which are kind of overwhelming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be the, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from the sky. I mean, that's that could be very frightening. Very. I mean, really, I read it, and I didn't really comprehend the gravity. <laughs> See what I did there. Uh, 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 you mean with the, with the, the stars falling? The stars are not falling because of gravity. I know. Okay. Uh, but I, it's, it's, a, it's destructive, right? It's very... Ominous. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we have the, the heaviness there. Right. And then it says, learn a lesson from the fig tree, and it's all about life. Yeah. It's all about new growth. So we have to be careful how we take this passage. Now, let me give you a little bit of background. This is chapter 13 of Mark's gospel. It's really 
compared with a couple of the other Gospels, it's a very brief apocalyptic scene. Almost all the Gospels have some passage mm-hmm. uh, where it's sort of like the end times, like uh, how the world's going to end. And it uses a lot of images from the Old Testament, especially from the prophet Daniel, which, by the way, is the first reading for this coming Sunday. Correct. In fact, if I can go back, it says, In those days I, Daniel, heard the word of the Lord. At that time there shall arise Michael, the great prince, guardian, and so forth. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall be awakened, um, but the wise shall shine brightly like the splendor of the firmament, and those who who lead the many to justice shall be like the stars forever. So it's it's a reference to that same image of the time moving on. Yeah. But if you read Daniel, it comes out a little bit more positive. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, uh, it's going to be very bleak times and it would be a time of unsurpassed in distress. Nations uh, began, that since nations began until that time, a time your people shall escape. So it's it's basically saying... We all think about the end of the time, uh, end of world, end of time, end of our own personal time. There can be a heaviness involved, but you shall escape. It will be more of a transition, a transformation. Mm -hmm. It's more like the fig tree. Mm. It's more like a new new growth. And we're not supposed to approach it in fear so much as hope. So I guess what I've, I think was worth our time today is talk a little bit about both the fear and the hope. Uh, all these images in this gospel, chapter 13 of Mark, can really frightening, frighten somebody. Can you imagine somebody coming to church, first time back since the pandemic, mm-hmm. and they walk into church and they think, I wonder if it's safe. Will somebody breathe on me? Will I get sick? Sure. Uh, why did I come? And then the priest stands up and says, in those days after the tribulation, the sun will be darkened <laughs> and the stars will fly, fall from the sky. Yeah. And the person says, why did I come to church? I mean, I think in all reality, all of us can remember in some ways that first, whether it was going to church, my, you know what mine was, was going back out to eat again for the first time in a restaurant. I, I don't mean even, post-COVID. Post-COVID, yeah. Um, a, a fairly simple thing that we've done thousands of times in our lives without ever thinking about. But the first time I went, it was at Chipotle of all places. Um, I, I just thought this feels weird. It, it's a little bit different. Now we do it again without really giving it much thought. Um, but It's a, a re-entry time. Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay, so we we have the heaviness, the bleakness, the awareness that... The world is not the same as it was, yeah. And it's all happened uh, very recently. And I know you heard me say this because you were there last Saturday, and because I listened so carefully to every word you utter last Saturday at the wedding. Oh yeah. When I made a comment, I said this couple came to see me on December twenty seventh, twenty nineteen, just plan a wedding for November of twenty twenty one, almost two years out. Right. And I. I, I told them, I said, I remember thinking to myself, it's a long way away, but what could possibly happen between now and then? <laughs> Little did you know. Little did I know. So the truth is we have faced uh, bleakness. We have faced an overwhelming experience of helplessness. And I think helplessness is what has caused a lot of the 
the frustration and anger for people because we're usually take charge people. Yeah. And okay, so we couldn't go out to eat. We couldn't uh, visit family. This year for Thanksgiving, I'm going to go to my sister's house. I did not go last year. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it was, it was very hard, and it still is hard for many people. Right. Now, if you take this to a bigger level, when you look at the, the whole existential question of our earth, our own personal lives, are things going to come apart? The answer is yes. But we don't know when. Sure. And yet we, we can't approach it with fear or negativity. Mm -hmm. We have to approach it with a spirit of hope. And that's why the image of the fig tree is so important. Learn a lesson from the fig tree. Now, by the way, I don't know if you know this, about a previous chapter earlier, yeah. Jesus went to the fig tree and it, there was no figs. And so he basically cursed it and he said, may you never... Uh, produce uh, fruit again poor tree well of course it's not about tree but it's that whole and it, jesus doesn't curse things like i was gonna say you think you're having a bad day try to be the tree jesus cursed uh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like the now, nicest guy now, now we know what happened to the unicorn <laughs> but, <laughs> oh but but it it was sort of like saying we're called to produce something so the this verse is just the opposite it's like saying okay it did not produce but now it's supposed to we have signs of new life. Yeah. We have new life all around us. Well, even, even now, you know, as I said, seasonally, we're, we're in opposite times, but we can, rem I can, you know, think back, the excitement of spring was not that long ago. And it, it is exciting when things are starting to flower and bloom again for the first time after the, the, um, devastation yeah. for lack one, of a one better of, One of my of favorite images is when we have spring in the fall if you know what I mean, and maybe you don't. I can think of two times this happened when I was a kid. One when I was actually in grade school and one was after I was a young adult and I came home. Yeah. But the, when I was a kid, we had a whole orchard full of apple trees and it had been cold that fall and then it had, was unseasonably warm. Mm -hmm. And I can remember getting off the, the school bus and looking out at the orchard full of all these trees mm -hmm. And I couldn't believe what I saw. All of the trees were in blossom. Wow. And it was probably like November. It, it was like spring came in the fall because it had, the, the tree was tricked. They the got trees, all of the out. trees, they got faked out. They all thought it was time for winter and that spring had come back already. It had been that cold. Wow. The other one was after I was, I think I was ordained a priest and I came home to visit my mother and she would love to cut flowers and put them on a little centerpiece on the kitchen table. Mm -hmm. and it was just a very nice little thing she liked to do. And she had some mums, these rust-colored rust mums. They were the very, 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 very last flowers to bloom in the fall every year. Mm -hmm. They would just be coming on about this time of the year. Okay. I came in, though, and again, it had been cold and then warmed up. And the forsythia you know, those yellow bushes yeah. with the, they had started blooming. <laughs> so she had cut some forsythia branches. So on the center, center table or the center of the table, mm -hmm. she had a little vase with these rust colored mums and bright yellow forsythia blooming side by side. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me and she said, well, Herb, there's a topic for your, your homily. The first and the last are together. The alpha and the omega. The alpha and the omega. 
And I said, Mom, you don't have to write my homily for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I will use it sometime. And, and here we are decades later still decades talking later, about it. Decades still talking about it. But, you know, so sometimes it is in the bleakness that we, we find the joy of the new beginning. Yeah. Now, what do you know about figs? Have you ever eaten a fig? I know about fig newtons. I prefer them in a cookie form. Okay. I know you like a good fig newton. I like a fig newton. Did you know they changed the name of the... If you went to the store and looked for fig newtons, you would not find really? a package it of fig newtons. It shows how long it's been. You know what they're called now? What are they called? Newtons. Why? Because there's no real fig to be found? No, no, no. Because oh. they have several types of newtons. Oh. There's fig newtons. There's, um, I think, maybe strawberry newtons. Oh. Blueberry newtons. Um, maybe apple. I don't know. I was going out on I, a limb. I, th I think apricot. Yeah, I was going out. God, on uh, going out on uh, a limb. Don't gotcha. worry, folks. We're here every week. <laughs> Not much longer. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was so disappointed. The fig Newton, and you know where the word Newton comes from? Isaac. Isaac Newton. No. no. But, <laughs> yeah, his his his, his first uh, law of motion was eat a cookie. Eat a cookie. No. And it's from the Newton, Massachusetts, where the company oh, the company was that I made the cookies. I had no idea. Okay, so back to your question. No, I've never encountered a fig. Have you? Yes, a, a, a real fig. A, a, why a, fr a fruit? Why am I asking? Well, and fig trees grow where it's warmer. Okay, we, we don't have them around here. Although That's why. there there is, I was told there is a thing called the Chicago uh, fig. It's okay. a plant that's a little more hardy. Uh huh. But basically, they live in a more tropical climate. All right. But the fruit itself is rather good. has a lot of tiny little seeds in it. And uh -huh. so if you eat a Fig Newton, you'll notice they're kind of seedy. A fig, not a Fig Newton. Or no, the Fig the Newton. The Fig Newton, yeah. Because it's, oh, because the seeds they are kind still... Of, they kind of make a pulp out Got of it. it. Got yeah. it. I'm with you. Okay, I, good. <laughs> we kept ba bouncing back between fruit and cookie, and I was getting distracted. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm still on the pie, to be honest. <laughs> the pie funny. is almost all gone. <laughs> uh, so it's a, this has to be a message of hope. It's basically saying, let's look at the situation. The world can be a mess. Check. We, we can feel discouraged. We can be upset by things. We can be torn apart because people are torn apart from each other. Uh -huh. And yet, look at the fig tree. There's new life a-coming. Yeah. I, the image that's coming to my mind is in our front yard, we have this tree. It's probably, well, in, it's been in our yard now for four or five years. But it was, pla it was planted um, by the city. And in the spring, just this past spring, it, we were weeks and weeks into spring where all the other trees had perfectly budded. I mean, the leaves were out. They were growing. We were in, in the full swing of spring. Oh, that sounds like a the good, swing of spring. That sounds like a song. The swing of spring. Um, and I just kept looking at this little tree, and I can't remember what kind of... I want to say it's like a... Is there such a tree like a Kentucky coffee tree or something like that? Do you know? I, I never heard of a Kentucky well, coffee I might, tree. I might have made it up. Uh, but it's not a type of tree that... It's not like a maple or an oak or, you know, our, our more right, yes. mainstream name brand trees. Uh, so... I just thought, did this thing die? Did it not make it through the winter? What happened to it? Is it go going to come to life? And I, so I watched it because we sit out on the front porch often in the mornings drinking coffee and such. And sure enough, many weeks after all the other trees had 
blossomed and, and come back, I saw the tiniest little buds on this tree. Uh, and they just kind of held steady for another week or two. And then all of a sudden, it was like overnight, this thing not only sprouted leaves, but all these new branches just came out all at once. And the tree had never looked more full and more alive this summer than it had ever. And if you ask my wife who listens to this podcast, I talked about that tree all the time. I can't. I said, I cannot believe how good that tree looks. And I, I had lost all hope in it. I thought it was a goner. Okay. Um, that is actually a perfect, a perfect metaphor. I know. That's why for, I wrote it For up. the message of this gospel. Okay, go ahead. You, you bring it home. Well, I think I will. I mean, this is pretty powerful. What, what more can be said than to say that you had lost all hope? I really did. I thought we were going to have to tear it out. Oh, isn't that a horrible thought? Yeah. And then you discover it's alive. Be- and it came back better than ever. That's okay. I don't need to bring it home. That- <laughs> you, you just did. This, this is what this message is all about. Yeah. The world will pass as we know it, but that we have to be people of hope to say there's going to be blossoms, there's new life, there's new vitality, and a fullness of life. Of course, also, though, and maybe, maybe I don't even want, it's not simplistic because it's, it's incredibly profound. But I also hear through this, it's foretelling the crucifixion. It's the Paschal mystery. It's through death comes life. And the fact that this gospel passage is right before the patient account. Right. Is significant. Right. So to be continued. But also, you know, the fact that we're listening to this at the end of the liturgical year, back to what we were saying at the beginning of the podcast, knowing that the the new light, you know, God with us, Emmanuel, what we celebrate during the Advent season is yet to come as well. Yes. And we will have a chance to talk about that. Yes, yes, we will. Now, I'm going to go find some pot. Take care. Take care.